Jesse, it's been a while since we've done one of these videos, and I'm glad to see that we both decided to wear our <laughs> red flannel shirts today. <laughs> uh, that wasn't on purpose, but uh, I think it was the sovereignty of God, obviously. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so today we want to jump back into the topic of the World Mission Society Church of God. My hope with these videos is that we're learning more how to just exalt Jesus, how to speak about the truth of who he is and speak about and lift up the reality of who the Bible says Jesus is. And Jesus is the light of the world. And so when, you're, <clears throat> when you bring light into a room, you don't have to sit and try to eliminate all the darkness, but like all at once, when you bring the light in the room, the darkness leaves. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I think right now we just want to... Um, talk about Jesus. We want to talk about the gospel. We are convinced that groups like the World Mission Society Church of God are wrong primarily because of what they do with Jesus, what they do with the gospel. And so you can, I think we can get distracted by thousands of arguments that they might have and that we might counter against them. But ultimately what it comes down to, I think you would agree, is the simple uh, statement of Jesus that he says, who do men say that I am? Um, what do you yeah. think about that? Yeah, yeah, it's a, um, yeah, it's just interesting. It's finding that uh, when we first started meeting with these guys, we were talking about this last night, just how we came back from that first meeting and we're kind of like a deer in headlights. And um, because they w knew so much of the Bible. And so we were like, wow, well, they were like really good going a yeah, all over the they place. They really knew the Bible. Yeah, they well. really knew the Bible and had kind of this template they followed. Um, but now looking back and like you said, the season that we're in, that we're both shying away from that whole, you know, uh, yeah, trying to destroy them in a debate and realizing like the thing that came to mind while we were praying is that when Peter's, I think it was Peter says, oh, where else would we go? You mm -hmm. have the words of life. Like nobody else has words like you do, Jesus. And, um, and I feel like that's where we're at right now. And, and I feel like we both are in a place where we believe that that's going to be the stuff that is going to affect either members in this church or people who are on YouTube for this reason to say, who are these guys? Because mm -hmm. they're coming after me or my family. Uh, is it the right church? Mm -hmm. And it's to able. It's just to be able to say we we love them. We act, we're not shying away from saying we fully disagree with them, and we believe it's a false gospel. But it's um, finding wholeness and being sufficient in Jesus alone. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, and that's where that life comes from. Like yep. We rather than debating, we'd rather just um, we'd rather basically brag on Jesus and the joy that you can have in him. And then that just leaves the question of, okay, then what else do you need? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's where we're at with yeah. that. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, and so uh, we're the, the point of this video here that, that we want to discuss here is, again, we're going to discuss Jesus and who he is. Just the, the Bible says some crazy things about Jesus that exalts who he is, that, that very clearly defines who he is. And, and in that, when you define what something is, you're also yeah. defining what it's not. You're also making a statement and uh, uh, an objective um, uh, standard of what he is, what he's not. And so, so yeah, we want to talk about Jesus. We want to talk about the gospel in this video. But I think we want to, to address, I know there's, <clears throat> like you kind of mentioned, there's a variety of people watching these videos. Um, I know that there are members of this church watching. Um, 
there's members who you're, you're in the church, you've been in there maybe for years uh, and you're committed. You, we believe that you have a zeal for God, yeah. right? And, and so we just want to say to you guys, like I know some of the things we say sometimes probably just comes off as offensive and mean and, and feels like yeah. we're, we're just out to destroy what you hold so dear. And um, yeah, I just, that's, that's not our goal. That's not our purpose. Our purpose yeah. is just to like be faithful to what the Bible says. And so, um, so we just, I guess what we would say to members is that um, we hope that members will watch, just watch, just listen, um, uh, try to avoid like trying to come up with arguments against us until you just yeah. listen to what we're saying. Yeah. Because again, we just want to look at what, uh, mainly today, we're probably going to be looking at a lot of what Paul says about yeah. Jesus, what what the New Testament writers say about who he is. And so um, we also know that there's people who have family members. Um, and so this is for you, too. People who have fami- family members or f- close friends who have been kind of drawn into the church. Um, and and so this is for you guys, too. We, we want to help give what we hope what we're going to give here is some very simple, straightforward answers where you don't have to know uh, every verse. You don't have to have an argument to counter every argument that they're going to bring against you. All you really need to know if you're going to if you're going to get into a discussion with with a friend or a family member who's joining the church or, or who you're wanting to encourage to. Uh, maybe try to get them out of this this group. Um, all you really need to know, I think, is some of the things we're about to talk yeah, about. Yeah. Who is Jesus? Who is he? Because yeah. when you know who he is, you're going to know very quickly who he's not. Yes. You're going to know what's not true about him, what's not true about what the gospel is. Third, I think this is for, um, so it's for members, it's for uh, people who have family members uh, who you're wanting to help. And this is also for you for people, I think, who are, right, who like, these these guys are very evangelistic. I yeah. mean, we live in Wichita and they're they're very, we, we've run into them regularly. Oh, they're yeah. out evangelizing. And so there's people who are hearing the message that this group is teaching. And then they're, we know you're going to the internet. Some of you, we hope you will do that. Yeah. You're going to look at this group and you're going to research and find out, is this really a group I wanna join? Is this really uh, something I want to commit myself to? And so we hope, again, you will listen, all three groups, you'll listen to what we're saying and just consider it. Yeah, and just another encouragement that we've been learning recently is, um, is that it's not, so this is my encouragement to people who are listening to this because they have a family member um, or maybe you came out of the, um, you see this with like ex-Muslims a lot, like you come out of the church and then you have this zeal to just go back and destroy it because yeah. it wronged you. And um, yeah, and so our encouragement is it's not your job to um, convert these people. Um, it's your job to just be a light to these people. And so that would be what Jordan just said. Um, it's your job to just uh, grow, abide in Jesus, share the words of life, share the sufficiency in Jesus, um, and then trust that the Lord will work on their heart. Mm-hmm. And so that will take a load off of your shoulders. And I agree with you. I think this will be, these basic uh, truths will be just enough. And just be okay with, uh, I mean, we follow 
Jesus, the Messiah, who's telling us to serve our enemies, to go low. He washed the feet of his disciples, even the one who's going to betray him. Um, so it's okay to walk away from meetings with these guys where it feels like they destroyed you mm-hmm. and to just still love them. Yep. And uh, you do not need to walk away feeling like you destroyed them. Probably better for our character to walk away feeling like they destroyed us. <laughs> yeah, that really kind of gets like Peter says something. You know, he's telling wives, wives who are living with unbelieving husbands, and he's, he talks about how you know, by your, like their character, basically their character, the way they're actually living their life. um, He he says that the husbands will be one, basically one out of their unbelief, one to Jesus without a word, just by the conduct and the, the, the attitude, the way the, the wife walks in righteousness and humility before her husband. And so there's a, there's a time to discuss these things, right? Like there's a time to say like, to hear what this the group is saying and to say, well, I th- actually don't see that in the Bible yeah. and, and to yeah. counter that. Yeah. And then there's a time when argument and debate is just, it's not going to get yeah. anywhere. And yeah. so just having the sermon about which is which. Can I, can I um, do you just want me to start with yeah. a basic overview? Yeah. We wanted to just do like a basic overview of the gospel and what is the gospel. <clears throat> so I thought of uh, John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Um, And then just jumping straight to what everybody knows, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. And so just in those first verses, it's already there. It's, it's, we believe in a God who didn't need us, but he created us. He, he's a personal God. He created Adam and Eve to have a relationship. He gave them free will. Um, they, they chose to sin against him. And then this causes the fall. This causes death. This causes, uh, you look at the world, you see all the evil around us. And, um, and it was God and his grace and mercy who at the very get-go, right, he gives them clothes, he slays <laughs> something, he already shows the gospel. Yeah. I'm going to take the act and redeem you. Yep. And um, so that's what we believe. And then here comes Jesus, Yahweh in flesh, who has come. The, the light has come into the world, this dark world. And it says right there, he has come to save you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all have the free will decision to believe in him or not to believe in him. And um, that's just... That's just it. Like you don't see anything else. You see Jesus, uh, John 14, I, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Yep. Nothing else, no other thing. It's just follow me. And if you don't follow me, then it says right there, you stand condemned because you've made your free will decision to not follow God's grace towards us in our fallen state. Um, so really what it sounds like you're getting at is that salvation all throughout the Bible is described as a gift. Yes. Would you yes, say that's yes. kind of and, what you're saying? Yeah, grace and undeserved gift. Yeah. Yeah. So like that, I mean, I think at the core, if me and Jesse were to describe like how, how do we walk out the gospel in our lives? Like how, what did it look like when we, oh, I keep slamming my mic, that's not going to work. <laughs> what did it look like 
when we first came to Jesus, yeah. how did that salvation happen? How did yeah. that, that relationship begin? And then how does God expect us to walk on a daily basis mm. to maintain that relationship? Yes. And so what Jesse, what you're saying is that from Genesis, it starts way back in Genesis, what we yeah. see is that God's way is to give salvation as a gift. And so that's a great point. Like you bring yeah. up Adam and Eve. Yeah. You see that again, clear back at the beginning, Adam yeah. and Eve sin, the very first sin, the, the fall of man. Yeah. And what God does is, is you see Adam and Eve, what did they do? They went out and they tried to make clothes for themselves, yeah. right? They, yeah. they, they sewed fig leaves together yeah. to try to cover up themselves. Yeah. Well, what's that a picture of? That's a picture of man trying to do things, yep. trying to perform activities, righteous works in order to cover up their sinfulness, cover up their yeah. nakedness before God to, to, to basically make themselves right so that God will hopefully, yeah. maybe someday accept them. Yeah. And what did God do? Yeah. Well, he, he took an animal and he, he used that animal skin, yeah. the blood that had to be shed to do that, and he covered them himself, yeah. Yeah. signifying that God is not interested in man working to attain salvation. Yep. What God wants is, is for man to come to him in childlike trust, like a, yes. like a child with his father and say, yeah. Daddy, I can't do this. Yeah. I, I've messed up yeah. and, and I've tried every way. I've, I've tried to do things. I've tried to go to church all the time. Yeah. I've tried to witness enough. I've tried to pray enough. I've tried yeah. to read my Bible enough. And man, it's just, it's exhausting me. And I feel like the more I try, the more I actually see that I'm still sinful. Yeah. Like I'm, I still am not, I'm not righteous enough. Yeah. And, and so what God wants us to do is just come to him and say, save me, like help yeah. me. And, and God's, and what God does is he covers us. Yeah. He covers us himself. He doesn't, he doesn't say, well, you know, you got yourself into this mess. So you need to do this set list of things in order to get yourself out. Yeah. All the way back in Genesis, we see that God, he, he showed us the way he was going to save mankind by shedding the blood of an animal, yeah. uh, which was obviously a, a foreshadowing that one day his son would come God would shed the blood of his own son yeah. to cover us up, to cover our nakedness, yeah. to cover our sin. And I, I think something cool to go with that, and I won't go down the spiel, but I, I listened to something a long time ago that was very good. But if you just read the Gospel of John and just watch Peter and then watch, he doesn't name himself, but the disciple whom Jesus loved. And like, if you just read the Gospel of John and just watch the difference, here's Peter who's got a zeal for God, nobody will take you. I'll die with you. I'll fight for you. You know, right. And then Jesus, you're, yeah, you're going to deny me three times before yeah. the rooster crows. Um, and, but yet this disciple whom Jesus loved was the one who's laying on Jesus. The one who Peter leans in and says, Hey, ask Jesus what he meant by this, implying that disciple was very close with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then he's the one who's sprinting to the tomb to see Jesus with just this excitement. And, um, yeah, it's just like you see right there, there's a difference. There's the Peter who was trying to prove himself and prove his loyalty. And then there's the John who was saying, you love me. Mm -hmm. The disciple whom Jesus loved. Yeah. Like I walked in the joy because I knew how much he loved yep. me. It wasn't and, about John. John had to learn. I think that's why he called yeah. himself. And he probably yeah. didn't so much yeah. even back in that day. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah. John probably wrote the gospel in yeah. his older age. And he realized, wait a minute, like <laughs> I was the one that he probably started looking back and like realizing, man, like Jesus loved me 
when yeah. I was like just this baby Christian yeah. who didn't yeah. really know. I, I was always confused, you know. Yeah. I was, and they think he was pretty young too. Yeah, yeah. And he was fighting with the other disciples yeah. to gain like, a th like they wanted authority. <laughs> they wanted to yeah. sit on the throne with him, and he's realizing all that time, like Jesus loved me in my weakness, and so he learned to claim that identity yeah. for himself. Yeah, which which goes back to the gift of God. Like he was realizing that my relationship with Jesus, it was never dependent on my love yeah. for Jesus. Like that's not the starting point. Of yeah. course, love for Jesus has to be there. But yeah. love for Jesus, love for God, righteousness springs forth out of coming to a realization that God loves me first. First John, we love, he yeah. says, because he first yes. loved us. Exactly. And that's John too. That's good. And so John's trying to tell us like, I had to learn this lesson that, that my relationship with God is based upon, the foundation is, he loves me yeah. first, and that produces the ability in me to love him back. Yeah, that's really good. So now I think it'd be cool to get into... Um, what, before yeah, we move ahead. on, let yeah. me ask you something. Like, So we're talking here about like the gift, the gift aspect. Okay. Salvation is a gift. So do you feel like... Let, let's just talk to, I guess, like people who are... Uh, they're thinking about joining this church. Mm -hmm. Let's just think about that category. Okay. Do you think that... Think about them, they're asking, like, should we join? Well, they're, they're trying to find information. Are, if they do join, are they joining a group where they get this, where this is what they get to experience? Right. You know what, does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, but no, my, my encouragement to that person who's right there thinking, is this the one, are these the people that are going to get me closer to God, is to kind of the stuff we're talking about in this video, like, like read the epistles, read Colossians, read Ephesians, uh, read Galatians, and then ask them, how am I right before God? Like actually ask the, the World Mission Society Church of God, how am I right before God? How do you attain, how do how I do, attain righteousness? Yes, how do I attain righteousness? And uh, what does my life look like now? How should I live my life now? Mm -hmm. And when you hear their answer, if it's something as basic as you need to make sure you come to every feast, you need to make sure you do this, do this, do this. If it's a list of do, 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 do. You know it's not what this yes, is saying. Yes, then you should probably, your guard should go up. Wait because, a second. Because that's not a gift, right? Yeah. Like yeah. the whole thing we're talking about here is like, if you join the World Mission Society Church of God, are you joining a group who is offering and, and proclaiming a salvation from God that is a gift? Yeah. That's a, yeah. Like the Bible emphasizes multiple times, it's a free gift. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you're joining yourself into is the question. Yeah. And what you're saying is no. no. Like if you're yeah. joining this group, you're actually joining a group who says it's, it's not a gift. Yeah. Yes, Jesus died for us. Mm. Yes, God gives us gifts, but you have to do your part too in order yeah. to earn it. Yeah. Basically, it's a it's a labor, uh, it's an employee-employer relationship. It's like yeah. you do your work, you put in your time, and then you get your paycheck at the end of the yes, day. Yes, yes, which and, is totally yeah. against everything we just read. Like mm -hmm. totally against like salvation is by from God alone and by belief in Him. And so therefore, if you hear anything that has to do with you having any part in your salvation, it's like <clears throat> red yeah. flag goes up. So... So yeah, so I wanted to look at Romans 4 real quick. Cool. I, again, while we're still kind of in this realm, yeah. Romans 4, we're talking about the difference here, okay? I just want to remind people what we're talking about. We're talking about the difference between the gospel, the historic Christian gospel, the gospel that dates back to like within like right after the resurrection, right? Yeah. You can go all the way back and what, what was the gospel, what was the message of 
like if somebody's going to come to the the apostles, the, yeah. the the disciples who were with Jesus, and say, "How do I get saved? How do I know that I know that I know if I die today, I'm going to be with God. I'm going to be forgiven." Well, the message, the gospel that was being preached from like as early as you can go back, mm-hmm. is a message that well, it's a gift. Yeah. It's a free, it's something God freely gives on the basis of a person's faith yeah. in Jesus. A person turns away from their, their sin and their own understanding and says, I choose to place my trust, place my life in Jesus. That person is immediately, without them doing anything else, God says, you are righteous. You are my son or my daughter. I accept you fully before yeah. they do anything else. That's what we're talking about. That's, that's the gospel of historic Christianity. Yeah. The gospel of the World Mission Society Church of God is not that, right? Yeah, yeah. no, it's not. What would be the yeah. difference? Um, that you actually have a part in this, that you, um, you have a part. And then if you mess up your part by not showing up to feasts, um, by, um, not keeping, not Sabbath. keeping the Sabbath, that the church has been, um, ruined for years and years and years and was just recently saved. If you don't do that, then you're going to hell. It just, to- it literally just totally takes the glory. And I know they don't mean to do this, but like it totally takes the glory from God away. The free gift that causes um, God's saints to just worship him and glorify him throughout the day when it randomly hits you that I am so undeserving of this gift, but yet I get to abide in you. Like that all is gone because it's fully on you. Now I have a job. Because really, like you could probably say you can't really have that assurance underneath yeah. the system of the world mission society. You no, can't, you can't. You yeah. can't walk. And we've, that's not just something we're saying. Like that's yeah. something we're hearing. Yeah. Uh, we're hearing from people that we're talking to that yes. are emailing us. It's just, it's a system that it does not produce love. Yes. It yeah. produces fear. Yeah. It produces a lifestyle of, I have to make sure I'm crossing my T's. I'm dotting my I's. I'm, I'm, I'm going out. I'm preaching enough. I'm, uh, I, I'm not missing Sabbaths. Yeah. I, I'm, you know, people even gone to, uh, we've heard this story multiple times of people like having a grandmother or a grandfather, somebody really close in their family yeah. dying. Yeah. They're wanting to go attend that funeral and the leaders are actually pressuring them and, and sort of casting judgment. Like you, you know, you shouldn't do that. You know, yeah. and I think Jeremy's, uh, Burgos, you guys have probably watched some of his videos as mentioned that. All, all that to say, again, not not to bash members like we're, we, like you just said, like they're not doing this intentionally. We don't think there's any intentional like you're just trying to be deceptive. Yeah. I just think you're, you're you guys who are believing this and walking in that you're you're missing something. You're you're missing the freedom. You're um, you're missing the gift yeah. that the gospel is. So we're comparing that. We're comparing what we believe the gospel is with what the world mission society. Church of God gospel is. And Romans 4, let's just read this through uh, some of these first verses. And then I think we kind of, we'll just kind of talk about our thoughts about what, what's being said here and contrast that to yeah. what the, the Church of God teaches. So, what then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, then he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now, to the one who works, listen to this. I'm, I, man, I just can't, I can't yeah. urge members of the church, people who are considering joining, yeah. please, please listen to what Paul's saying here. 
Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. To the one who is performing and doing activities, thinking that somehow those activities, those those spiritual activities that you're doing, whether it's Passover, observance, Sabbath keeping, yeah. whether it's even even things that that Christians like in yeah. our sphere can do, like like they we can get in the mindset that we got to make sure we're praying enough, we're reading our Bible, like that we're spending an hour in our Bible every day. Yeah. Not that those things are bad, that we shouldn't do those things, but it's when you twist and, and turn it upside down to where you're saying, because I'm doing these things, it's earning me place before God. Yeah. Paul's saying right here, that's not the way righteousness works. He says in, in verse five, to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. Like it just seems uh, 100% clear that it's, it's, it's um, when you get in this place of earning, then I love that he just even does it like logically. Like if you earned it, then it's not a gift. Mm-hmm. Like if you earned it, then it's not a gift. Yep. And yeah, I don't really have much more so than that. So preemptively, like let's just say, I know like for, for, for people listening, and for, if I was listening, what I, my, my response would be, well, yeah, but think about like God in the Old Testament commands yeah. the Sabbath, right? And he yeah. does, like he commands yeah, he to observe yeah. the Sabbath. And so I know that what many people will be thinking right now listening to this is, well, yeah, I, I get that, that right there Paul is saying salvation and righteousness is something that we get not by our works, but simply by faith. Yeah. But what do you do with all those places where God commands yeah. The Sabbath. He commands, or, or he, yeah. which I would argue, Jesus doesn't really give the Passover as a command. Yeah. Uh, he just says, says yeah, he just says, and remember it's me. Yeah. And my, I mean, something that would be interesting to bring up to these guys too is, so first off, when he commanded the Sabbath, who was that to? Uh, that was to a people that he had set apart. He yeah. made a covenant with Israel. Mm-hmm. That's just one that's just like very clear to me, like where um, Michael Brown, Dr. Michael Brown, who's this Messianic Jew, he has this YouTube channel, you should check him out, check him out. But that's always his question to Gentiles who say, we have to, we have to honor the Sabbath, we have to. And he just says, show me one place, show me one place in where in the New Testament where Gentiles are told to do this. Yes. One place. And you just can't. And where it's correlated with salvation. Like, exactly. Like it, yes. Or Sabbath yeah. keeping yeah. and Passover observance. Yeah is tied to yeah. righteousness. How do, you, how do you mesh that with what we've just read? Paul just says, to the one who does not work but believes in him, who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. So here we, say, we see Paul very clearly, straightforward saying um, that Abraham, his faith, before he did any works, yeah. even before he was circumcised, he'll go on to say, his faith was counted as righteousness. It was yeah. a gift. It's something freely given him apart from yeah. something Abraham first did. Yeah. There, Abraham never, he didn't keep the yeah. Sabbath first. He didn't observe any Passover well, was, Isn't it in Galatians that he says it was 400 years before even the law came? Four, yeah, before the law came. He was justified. That he was justified. Yeah. That God said, you're righteous. Yeah. You are mine. I, so the question is, d- does God require, after, the, after Jesus came and died and rose again, does God now require more of us yeah. to be saved than he did even of Abraham? Yeah. Do we have to do more to be saved than Abraham yeah. did? What did? So Jesus came and he did all this work. He, yeah. he bought salvation for us just so that we could have to work and do yeah. more than Abraham did? Yeah, exactly. Like, how does that? Yeah. And what does it mean that a Jewish man, Jesus, came? It, 
this is interesting because I feel like we never really talked much about this with them. But yeah, what does it mean that a Jewish man came and that he said, I haven't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And then on the cross that he says, it's finished. Mm -hmm. Like, what are those words applying to, yep. you know? Yep. And, and I, yeah, I agree. Like, you just do not see that in the... Um, this life of being sanctified now in Jesus and this great mystery that they, it seems like they take this great mystery verse and tell us it's mother God. Mm -hmm. And like when you read in Colossians and you read the mystery or Ephesians, it's, it's the mystery is that now the Gentiles are welcome into the kingdom of God yep. because of what Jesus has done. Yep. And even, you know, the mystery, which Colossians, you know, the, this it, mystery, yeah. which is Christ. Yes, exactly. And so yeah. again, yeah. yeah. And, and that's another video. Yeah, but sorry. No, no, you're good. That's, <laughs> that's a, good. It's just these simple, these simple truths that you yes. see about what the yeah. gospel is. But I like what you're saying. This is a, a key point for even me and anybody watching. Um, Jordan's like, and I feel like what you're implying is like the response to the 10 arguments they might have to mm -hmm. you saying this is to just constantly uh, we've learned this a lot. Don't leave your position. Don't leave this position of, okay, I get what you're saying. Then how do you deal with this? Mm -hmm. Okay, I hear what you're saying. Those are some really interesting arguments. But how do you deal with this? Yeah, that's good. Like, don't leave it. Don't yep. don't try to make up your own, own argument. Rest on the words <laughs> of the New Testament yep. and, and let them deal with that. Yep. Yeah, it's just really simple. It's, it's kind of like, uh, like this. Here's, a, I think, a pretty good illustration that's used quite often is, I'm married. I know my wife better than probably anybody else except for God. You yeah. know, I know her. I know who she is. I know what she's like. So I can like say things and know what she's going to say back. Yeah. I can do things and know exactly what, and not because I can tell the future, but because I know her so well. Yes. I know who she is. And so I know who she's not. Yeah. And so if say uh, some stranger comes up to me and, and starts describing faith and says, faith, faith is my wife. She has, uh, she has red hair. She she likes to work out. I'll be like, yeah, that's her. Yeah. Um, she and he goes to list all these activities, and maybe most of them will line up. But when he like uh, when he starts to describe something about her that is um, not really who she is, I'm going to know immediately yeah. um, because I know her. I know who she is, and I know who she's not. So all we need to do if you're going to have a discussion with the world, Mr. Society, or if you're trying to discern is this true, is this not? is you come to scriptures like Romans 4, where the gospel is clearly laid out. Yeah. You go to passages where Jesus is clear to, clearly described for who he is and who he's not. And then when they come up and say, uh, yeah, Jesus is the Savior. Yes, Jesus, Jesus uh, died for us, but Jesus is not enough yeah. to save us. Yeah. You actually need something more than Jesus. You need, you need Sabbath yeah. keeping. You need yeah. to, to, to keep the Passover. Well, immediately... Um, in the same way, because I know my wife so well, I immediately red flags come up and I'm like, wait yeah. a minute, that's not, that's not my, like, that's not my wife. Like yeah. I know her well enough to know, like, that's not true about her. Yeah. You know, if, if somebody comes up and says, yeah, your, your wife likes to work out. She has red hair. She likes to, uh, hit kids. She likes to watch <laughs> horror movies. I'm like, yeah. wait, no, like that's, you're yeah. just, I don't know who you're describing, but you yeah. just got off track in the same way. You come to these clear scriptures that are like, this is who Jesus is. Yeah. He is the way, truth and life. He is mm -hmm. salvation. He is our righteousness. Well, then when members of the church come up and start saying, uh, but you need mother God, right? Yeah. You need Sabbath keeping. You need Passover. Immediately, that should it should just be clear. You don't even really need to know how to counter yeah. every argument. Uh, you just need to, you, you can know clearly, wait a minute, that's not, that's not the Jesus who's described in the Bible. Yeah. Like you're, you're describing somebody different. You're describing a different gospel. 
Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. That's kind of a yeah. convoluted confusion. No, no, it, it, that it, maybe, but. it just, what probably is coming to a lot of people's minds, because it came to my mind when you're saying that, is when Jesus says, get away from me, I never knew you. Hmm. And it's like, he, Jesus is making that point. Like, I want, I want a relationship with you. John 15, maybe? Correct me if No, it's John 15. Um, that apart from me, you can do nothing. Hmm. Abide in me. Like, you will literally, I will give you life, and you will only do things that are beneficial to the kingdom um, if you're abiding in me. Yep. If you're not abiding in me, if you don't know me and I don't know you, then you're going to do nothing valuable mm -hmm. to the kingdom. And then when I see you, I'm going to say, get away from me. I never knew you. Mm -hmm. And like, what else could that mean besides they never had a real, because those people were doing, like you read the people he says that to, they were doing great works. They were all doing multiple things, but you, you also see their response shows that they thought that the works they were doing were going to earn yep. their way into the kingdom. And Jesus is um, correcting them that everything you just said is something you think you had to offer to earn your way. Um, I never knew you. You never abided in me. Uh, get away from me. That's really good. And that what you just said made me think of this verse, John 17, 3, where he says, and this is eternal life that they know you, yes, the only good. true God, yeah, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Yeah. So salvation, being counted righteous before God, being able to spend this day, for me, like I'm, I'm able to walk throughout this day and when my mind and my faith are in the right place, yeah. I can know that I know that I know. Yeah. If a car comes out of nowhere, hits me and I die, like I'm good. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm counted righteous. Yeah. Not because like, like I walked perfectly that day, yeah. not because uh, I attended uh, church or 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 prayed enough or read my Bible enough that week. I can have confidence and assurance that I'm I'm good with God because of salvation being a free gift. Because I I I have a relationship with God because He accepts me on the basis of faith and and sanctification, walking in righteousness. Uh, doing things, you know, things like we, we talk about reading the Bible and praying, and we're not ca trying to cast a negative light on those yeah. things. We're just trying to put them in the proper place. Yeah. We're trying to put Christian activities right in their proper place. Yeah. yeah. We're not saying don't ever observe the, the Sabbath. Don't yeah. ever keep yeah. Passover. We're not saying that. Yeah. Um, if you feel compelled to do those things, do yeah. it. Yeah. But do it from a place of knowing I'm already accepted by God. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to church, I'm going to read my Bible, I'm going to pray because God already accepts me. Yeah. And and uh, that goes back to, really, that goes back to even, you know, it goes back to Genesis where we see God clothing Adam and Eve. And it goes, you, you can see that even in, in Matthew where Jesus is teaching the disciples how to pray. And he says, this is how we should start our prayers by saying, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So, Everywhere you're seeing this, you're seeing this pattern of what the gospel is, yeah. of, of how salvation works, of how righteousness works. Jesus says, even in our prayers, you don't come to God and and you pray enough and pray correctly yeah. and and pray fervently enough to where finally you can know that God is now your Father because you've done enough. But actually, you start out your prayer yeah. every day knowing, thank you, God, that you're my Father, yeah. my Father in heaven. That's how you. That's the first words that yeah. should come out of our mouth in prayer, yeah. is addressing him as a loving father who already accepts me. Yeah. Like, thank you, God, that because of who you are, you are, because of who Jesus is, right now, you accept me. Yeah. Before I've done things for you, yeah. you accept me now. And because you're my father, now that actually empowers me to yeah. want to go out yeah. and do, to do righteous yeah. things, to want to 
read my Bible, to pray, yeah. to go and be fellowship with other believers. Yeah. And what I think of is, so Romans 14, when he's talking about, you know, if, if he wants to honor this day, let him do it in honor of the Lord. And so this, that's what I think when yeah, you're talking is that, because we have friends who are followers of Jesus, Christians who honor the Sabbath. They're mm -hmm. Torah observant Christians. And, yeah. and I love them and they passionately love the Lord. And, um, but I love that in Romans 14, it's do it and on, if, if you feel like you, you have a conviction to do this, do it in honor of the Lord, yep. do it, do it in honor to God. So it's like, do it to glorify God, not do it to earn your mm -hmm. way to God. It's not, like, even when you, you're yeah. honoring the Sabbath he's saying, do this to honor the Lord. Yeah, exactly. It, and it's even there. Like, yeah. So just so people know, that's where? Romans 14. Romans 14. Yeah, Romans 14. So it's where he's addressing this. Yeah. Very specifically, where yeah. you, you can see there are believers coming in saying, no, you you need to keep yeah. Sabbath. You need to observe these things in order to be to have a right standing yeah. with God. If yeah. you don't do these things, your standing with God is jeopardized. Yeah. Is basically what you can tell these believers were saying. In Romans 14, Paul has to come in and counter that and say, yeah. no, guys, listen, you're you're justified. You're right with God on yeah. the basis of faith. You're, you're, you're good. You're clear. You have yeah. faith in Jesus. You accept him. You believe in him. Um, then you're you're good, like you're you're righteous before God, and then if that leads you, if you feel compelled through that to say, "Man, I love God," and what that leads me to do is to desire to like honor the Sabbath and yeah. to keep it, and and that brings me, it just kind of helps me feel closer to God. What, yeah. Whatever that does for people, like we're not. We're not saying don't do that, no, right? Not at all. Because if we were, we'd be wrong. Yeah, we'd be Romans wrong. Romans twelve, outdo one another in honor, right? Yeah. Romans fourteen, honor your brother. If I, Paul's saying, if it caused my brother to stumble because I eat meat, I'll never eat meat again. You know, it's yeah. like so. If anybody, if any Christian ever says you're totally wrong to ever honor the Sabbath, like you know, also based off of Scripture, they're wrong. they're wrong. Yeah. yeah. Because if you feel a conviction and you have faith in yeah. your heart that says, I want to just, I want to honor, yeah, this this day. And in, in me doing this, it's it's a way of me showing love and reverence and worship toward God. Yeah. Do, please do that. Like, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. We are fully on board with that. Yeah. What we're not on board with is when you take that and you say, and you guys, you have to do that too. And if you yes. don't, God doesn't love you. Yeah, Basically, this is a way to salvation. This is a way to salvation. Because yeah. yeah. when you do that, you're immediately countering, well, now you're saying salvation yeah. isn't a gift. Yeah. You're saying it's dependent on things I'm doing, yeah. that if I do the right things... Then, then I have salvation. Yeah. Can I go along with yes. this? I want to read, get some more scripture in here. So Galatians 2.20, I'm just going to read it. Um, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. Um, so this verse, uh, like we were talking about earlier, this verse um, to the person watching is like telling us what is this life now of sanctification uh, look like in Christ? And, mm -hmm. and Paul says, it's, it's, I've been crucified. It's no longer my life. And, and this life now, because we're still in the flesh, we're still here. This life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me. I love that he's like clarifying yeah. like make it's sure you understand it is it's the same thing as john like i live by faith in the son of god who loved me mm -hmm. like he loved me and he, that's how i'm going to live this life and then the, he goes and he adds the last part i don't nullify this i don't i don't make it, it out. void yeah. or cancel it out by saying i can gain it mm -hmm. um 
I just feel like that alone right there is just those two verses, 20 and 21. It's so clear. Like I live this life by faith in the son of God who loved me. Mm-hmm. And I will not know. I will not cancel this out mm-hmm. by trying to say I can earn it, man. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Basically he's saying like, man, like for us, for, for me personally, like what that says is like, I can walk out of this room today and the way I can have peace in my heart with God, Romans five. Yeah. Therefore, yeah. since we have been justified by faith, yeah. we have peace with God. Yeah. I can walk out of this room knowing I can have peace in my heart yeah. because I have faith that Jesus loves me. Yeah. I can't, if, if I walk out of this room, uh, trying to get peace by, by looking in myself and figuring out, do I have enough love for Jesus today? Am I loving him enough? Am I good enough for God? Am I doing enough? Have I, have I done enough this past month? Have I witnessed enough? Have I, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. If I walk out of this room and that's the basis by which I'm trying to relate with God, well, I'm no longer relating to God on the basis of faith, faith that he loves me first. I'm now trying to walk with God on the basis of my works, right? I'm doing yeah. what Adam and Eve did. Yes. I'm trying to cover myself up with fig yeah. leaves. And God says, no, the only, he'll wait for us, right? In patience, yeah. he'll say, I, I want to cover you up. Like yeah. I want to be, the, I want it, it's not, to, it's not the job of my, my son, my yeah. four-year-old son to provide food and clothing for himself. Yeah. It's my job as his father. Yeah. I'm not waiting for him to figure out how to be strong enough and get a job and, you yeah. know, yeah. and the same way as children of God, we can live by faith yeah. in, in the Son of God who loves us. Yeah. And to, to live in a different way, like, like he's saying here, if, if we start to try to relate to God on the basis of law, yeah. like my relationship with God, I can have peace with God when I know that I've observed the Sabbath four times this month, every yeah. Sabbath I've kept, yeah. and, and I've kept the Passover, and, and, and I've gone out and I've preached enough. Yeah. If, if that's the way you're, you're if you're depending on that yeah. to have peace with God, I can just say clearly, it's black and white. What's happening is the grace of God is being canceled out. Yeah. You, you're eliminating the need for God's grace. You're, you're, you're saying God's grace and his goodness, the gift that he wants to give, I'm not going to relate to him on that basis. Yeah. I'm going to relate to him on a different basis. Yeah, by the way, if anybody's watching this video, I think it'd be cool. Test me and Jordan. Like I'd say, get your Bible. And as you hear us say things, you should pause the video and go to that scripture. Like you you yep. said, where's that at? And I said, Romans 14. I just think it'd be really cool. Like test us. Like we would want you to test us. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is that um, any, if I'm, if I'm ever abiding outside of the love that the son of God had for me, and I'm walking out my day trying to earn his love rather than abiding in his love. Mm-hmm. Like Paul says right there, the one he loved me. Yep. If I'm ever abiding outside of that, then I'm wrong. And if I'm ever trying to earn that love from the son, then I'm wrong. Where we should be is uh, in a place of accepting a free gift and a good gift from our father. And that's what he wants. Uh, he wants us to walk in his love. Yep. Exactly. It's... It's a gift. And that's like, man, that's, that's why the gospel is called the good news. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. the good news that Jesus came and did a few things <laughs> so that we could then do our part. Yeah. The good news of the gospel, the reason why the apostles and the disciples were willing to go through brutal deaths yeah. is because they knew there's very good news yeah. that, that the pressure, the weight of my sin yeah. and, and getting, getting right with God is completely off my shoulders. Yeah. 
Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you yes. rest. Yes. I'll give you rest. Yes. The Christian life is a life of rest. That's why in Ephesians 1, he says, we've been seated with Christ. Yeah. The, the Christian life is one of learning how to sit down and rest, right? Like the Sabbath day, God created everything on the seventh. That's the Sabbath, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's learning to rest every, not, not just on Saturdays. Yeah. The Sabbath can be, should be, yeah. now that what Jesus has done is be kept every day, that, yeah. that every moment, like right now, right now, Sabbath. Yeah. Yes. Like I, yeah. I'm in the Sabbath yes. because I'm in Christ who has made that available. Yeah. And so like, we're not just saying like, if you're not doing that, you're wrong and you, you're getting it wrong. We're just saying like, guys, like, man, you can, you can join this group if you want. You can keep in this group, but there's something, there's something better that, that the teachings of the World Mission Society Church of God cannot give you. I, it cannot give you true peace with God because Romans 5.1 we get peace with God on the basis of knowing that we're justified by faith. If we think we're justified by what we're doing, what we have done in the past, what we're doing now, what we will be able to do in the future, there can be no peace. And it's in the Romans 5 and, and hope. So he goes down like we can rejoice in suffering too. It produces all these things. And hope does not put us to, uh, and hope. Where am I here? Well, <laughs> hope does not dude. put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts hmm. through the Holy Spirit. Like it's just him even saying like we can rejoice in this peace because of God's love to us. That's kind of the theme of this conversation. It is. Like, yeah. It's like without being intentional, it's like the yeah. love of God. It's yeah. like Amen. It, it's learning like what I have to do is like get get to that place every day of realizing, man, if, if this walk with God, if this Christian life is, this is, if it's dependent on my ability to yeah. love God yeah. and maintain that, like I'm in big trouble. Yeah. yeah. But the fact that it's dependent on the hope yeah. that God loves me yeah. in my weakness, in my struggling, in my imperfection, that's good news. Yeah. And by the way, like, sorry, just to, no. another comparison. So just talking to a buddy who is an ex-Muslim and he said when he was a Muslim, he would just, he lied all the time and it was okay. There's even in some other doctrine, I don't want to mess that up, but there is some allowance for lying. But like he just lied all the time and he was so good at it. Mm. And he said, it, and then he used to think like Christians, what a ridiculous thing. They're justified. How dare they say there's, you know, then like they can confidence. just, yeah, they're confident and then they can just go sin all they want. And he said, as soon as he became a believer, he couldn't lie anymore. He would lie and he'd go home and feel grieved mm. to his inner being. That, no, and I'm it was so that, brought that up. Yeah, it was that love that he, it's it's my love for my wife that causes me to not sin against her. Yeah. It's not the, yeah, it's it's because of how much I love her and I know she loves me and how loyalty, how loyal she is to me, it causes me to not sin. So this love yeah. that Jesus has for us, that Yahweh had for me, causes me to not want to go yep. sin against him. And when I do, I want to cry out for forgiveness because yeah. he's a good God. That's great. I'm so glad you brought that up because like that's another thought that I'd preemptively know a lot of people would probably be thinking is, oh, you're just saying God just freely loves us and, and <laughs> it, he loves us while we're weak, before we do anything. So you can just, God loves me and just go live however you want and go <laughs> sin. Man, that is the furthest thing yeah. oh, we're yeah. saying. We're at, what we're doing here and saying God loves us he loves us first. He loves us in our weakness. He loves us before we do anything. What we're actually doing here, what not us, what the Bible does in saying that and proclaiming that, it's actually giving us the only way to truly yeah. walk out righteousness. Yeah. If you, it, yeah, it's it's the only way because, like you're saying, 
um, if you're trying to, if your relationship with your wife, the only reason you're not, you know, going out and cheating, yeah. committing yeah. adultery, or, yeah. or like slapping her around, what, whatever, yeah. like just just being mean to her. Yeah. If the reason you're doing that is is because you're, you know, you have this this sense of duty and obligation, like yeah. you just have yeah. to do this, yeah. um, in order to earn something. That's not that's not a relationship. No, that's like a, yeah. that's a job. Yeah, that's exactly. a job where you're just clocking in yeah. and doing your time. But what can happen? What God can do in marriages is He can actually give us hearts to love each other, to love the other in their imperfections and yeah. in their weaknesses. And then you actually you do things yeah. not out of a, a necessity or like an obligation. Yeah. Where like I have to do this. Yeah. It's my duty as a husband. Yeah. And and you you know, imagine if if you, uh, you know, you, this is, sorry, I'm, I'm kind of running. Continue. I'm running with what you're saying. <laughs> I think it's so good, but uh, a boyfriend and a girlfriend who just like are infatuated with each yeah. other, you know, they're yeah. in that phase of like, yeah. it's just new, it's fresh. Imagine <laughs> if that boyfriend had a list yeah. of like, okay, hold her hands four times a day, kiss her right when I see her. And, and when we leave after our date, <laughs> uh, make sure you say four nice things about her. Like he doesn't need that yeah. list. Yeah. Like, you don't, I don't, like, as a believer who knows God loves yeah. me, I don't need a list telling yeah. me, do this, do this, do this every day, don't do that. Like, yeah. actually, that's exactly what Jesus came to free us from yeah. when he said, God freely loves us. Here's the proof. I'm going to die for you. Yeah. I'm going to do everything for you while you're still weak and yeah. sinners. Yeah. What that does is actually, it does what, what, what happens in the boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, you, you don't need a list. Yes. I love this person. Yeah. I don't need somebody to tell me you better you better kiss her tonight. Yeah, you better hold yeah. her hand tonight. Like you you shouldn't need that if that's the way you're yeah. walking with God. When I'm walking with God in that way, I know man something's off. Yeah. I'm not my mind is not in tune with what the gospel really is. My mind's not in I'm not believing God's love for me right yeah. now because that's leading me to think I need to have a list. I I have a checklist to to keep. Um just like that boyfriend, friend, and girlfriend, there is no list needed because yeah. love compels us to do the righteous things that God requires. Yeah. That's why he says in the Bible over and over, he'll say, Jesus says, the greatest commandment, love God, love your neighbor. Yeah. Um, and Paul says, all of the law is fulfilled in this one thing, you know, yeah. lo- love your neighbor as yeah. yourself. And so, which is a huge statement that yeah. loving God with all you have, that he puts loving your neighbor at the same level, that, that, what's yep. the greatest commandment? Here they are. Mm-hmm. Like they're at the same level. Yep. That's it's incredible. Love. Yeah. It's love. Yeah. yeah. And love is impossible. It, it's, man, I don't know about you. I can try to love all I want. I can try to love people the way Jesus did, the way that the Bible commands me to. And until like on a date, like not just like, it's not a one and done thing. Yeah. Every day, if I wake up and I don't first know the love God has for yes. me. I, I cannot love people. I just yeah. can't do it. Yeah. And I would challenge you, go try. Yeah. Go try. And you might think you're doing well, yeah. but if you really look inside your heart, yeah. you'll realize my motivations are not love. Exactly. They're selfish. Yeah. yeah. They're, it's motivated by fear. It's motivated by pride. But when you actually, by faith, come into contact with the truth that yeah. God loves me in my weakness, it does something. Yeah. yeah. Right? It does something yeah. where it's like, there's a freedom. Like, I can do crazy yeah. servanthood things yeah. for people around me that yeah. don't make sense to the world. And it's not fake in me. It's actually coming from a it's genuine real. place. Yeah. And it's nothing I'm doing. There's yeah. nothing good in me. It's actually yeah. just because I've learned to receive God's love yeah. for me. Yeah. And that's that I've had to learn that too. We all do, even as we're being sanctified is that, um, 
what are my intentions with like my neighbor, like even my next door neighbor, whoever it is that I'm loving. Um, is it just because I want to win them over? Like I got to get that check mark off that I win them to the Lord and mm -hmm. then I move on. Or do I love them so much that I'm able to walk out a relationship with them and I never see them except the Lord, hmm. but I love them until the end, which yeah. by the way, it says Jesus did that as mm -hmm. Jesus is hand, handing Judas, Judas right? Yeah. I love them till the end. He loved them till the end. Am I willing to do that? And you will only do that. This is me speaking from like the Lord sifting me. I will only do that from a place of fully knowing his love for me and his patience for me. And that, that I can have a relationship with a brother or somebody outside the Lord and still speak life and be salt and light, but just trust that it's that the Lord's going to work something on them. And if he doesn't, I'm still going to be their friend. I'm not just going to say, all right, man, it's been two months and you're not following the Lord. doesn't look good to the church. It looks like I didn't do my job. I'll catch you later. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. that's true yep. love. And you only do that when you're operating from knowing how much Yahweh has loved mm -hmm. you and the redemption work he's done in Unconditional you. Unconditional love. Exactly. Yeah. That I had nothing to do with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So let's wrap up by finishing this little section of Romans 4. Um, Romans 4, 9. Paul says, Is this blessing then, the blessing of righteousness, the blessing of God's love, freely given, freely received, the blessing of having sins forgiven, of knowing, knowing that you know that you know that you know. If you die today, you're good. Is that blessing only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised. For we say that faith, remember Genesis says, faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. But here's the question. Here's, here's what sums up everything we're saying. How then was it counted to him? Or when? When did God look at Abraham and say, I count you as righteous? Was it before? Was it before or after Abraham had been circumcised? The act. The Abraham's act, act. The action of righteousness. Yeah. The action of Abraham doing something. Did God wait and say, Abraham, you do your part, and then you're righteous? Yeah. Or was it before Abraham did anything? Yeah. We're about to find out. Um, was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after. Romans 4.10. It was not after, but before he was circumcised. If you grasp these words. Yeah. Yeah. This, this one sentence, it was not after but before he was circumcised, that Abraham yeah. was counted righteous. Guys, we say this not to, not to be mean, not to be rude, not to attack, not because we just want to destroy people and their belief systems, yeah. but because this is what the Bible says. This one sentence absolutely demolishes the entire foundation uh, of the, the gospel of the World Mission Society, yeah. Church of God, and what they yeah. preach. It absolutely, in one sentence, demolishes everything they teach and believe not, I mean, not every little thing. Right. There's right. some truth in there, but the the, the fundamental yeah. ideas of what they say the gospel is, of how salvation is attained. This one sentence completely yeah. demolishes yep. that. Right. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. It, it, Abraham. God looked at Abraham, and he didn't say, Abraham, first you do your part of circumcision, yeah. or first you do your part of making sure you keep the Sabbath every day this month. And at the end of the month, if you've done that, you can be assured that you're counted righteous. No, that's not how it worked. It was when Abraham believed God, God said, Abraham, I'm going to do these things for you. Yeah. And Abraham simply believed. And God said, okay, you're righteous. You're my yeah. son. I accept you. You're, you're clean. And then after Abraham was circumcised, circumcision, the things that we do as Christians, yeah. like he says here, circumcision, uh, where does he say? 
in verse 11, he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. Keeping Sabbath, Passover observance, um, fill in the blank, anything we do, any Christian yeah. activities we do are not things that we do in order to get righteousness. Yeah. They're signs of the righteousness that we already have. Man, I, I hope people listening can see the difference there. Yeah. I, I, Trying to think of any more clear way we could say that. Yeah. No, I just think like it's just something as you're saying that I'm just what's going through my head is just like, man, if this wasn't the case, why did why is Paul harping on this so yeah, much? All How, the time. Why is he harping? And it's because, you know, the Lord just knows even those of us that aren't right Jews, we were grafted in Gentiles, but yet we still have a want even walking in Jesus, we have a want. When we get outside of that love, we want to earn it. Mm -hmm. We want to do works. We think I wanna, we need to do our we, part. We think yeah. we need to do our part. I want to prove myself to the body. Like I want to do something really cool so I look like a good Christian and then I can reassure myself, okay, I'm good. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like God knows that. Like we so badly want to take a part in our salvation. Yep. And he's just, he's just like, ah, yeah. it's, it's right here. Like you said in that one sentence, it was before. It was when I told Abraham this promise and Abraham, I think, said, Amen, or in the, I forget mm -hmm. what it is, Nasser told me that. In the Hebrew, it's when Abraham agreed, and I agree to yes. what you're going to do, he was righteous. He, he was, believed. Yep. Yeah. And then after that, that's not saying that Abraham didn't then perform righteousness. That yeah, Abraham was right. like, okay, now yeah. I'm just going to go, I'm going to go back and live with my, my pagan family <laughs> and, and, and live in idolatry. Yeah, like, yeah. No, of course not. Yeah. Like th this isn't a license. Yeah. It's not saying you're free to do what yeah. you want. Yeah, it's... read Romans. If anybody ever says, oh, so you can sin whenever. It's like, no, go to Romans 6. Just start Romans yeah. 6, the first three verses. By no means. And actually, when you hear these things, what we're saying, if yeah. it if it creates in your response of, oh, so you're just saying we don't we don't have to do anything. We yeah. don't have to we don't have to obey God. We don't have to do the things He says. If that's your response to the gospel message that we're preaching here, actually, to yeah. me. That's encouraging yeah. because Paul had that same response from mm. people, right? Where people were saying, oh, like Paul preemptively knew. He knew the, the free, just the glorious yeah. freedom of the message yeah. he was preaching. Yeah. He preemptively knew, okay, people are going to hear this yeah. and they're going to think, oh, so we can just sin so that grace may abound. And he's like, guys, that's not, that's actually the exact opposite. Yeah. What I'm, if you really get what we're saying, we're actually showing you the only way to truly obey. Yes. Exactly. And so, so we could say so much more on this, yeah. but. To finish this off, um, it says he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised so that righteousness would be counted to them as well. Righteousness can be counted to you, anybody yeah. listening, yeah. in the same way that it was counted to Abraham yeah. without his doing, without his performing. Um, and, and to make him the father of the circumcised who are not merely circumcised, but who walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. Yeah. So I think we can sum this up by saying we love, we do righteous things. We Christianity is, a, is yes, about obeying and, and doing the things that Jesus has commanded, mm. feeding the poor. Um, visiting those in prison, yeah. uh, you know, visiting orphans and widows and it, yeah. whatever it looks like to walk out righteousness, mm -hmm. preaching the gospel. We do those things because if you look back on the timeline of our life, we've already been counted righteous. And that righteousness, that free gift we already have motivates us to yes. do those things. Yeah. 
The thing with the World Mission Society Church of God is that they flip that around. Yep. They say, here's, here's righteousness, here's, here's peace with God, mm. here's salvation, it's up here on the timeline. And first, you know, you got to do all these things. You got to maintain yep. all these things throughout your life. And then hopefully someday, unless you fall away or unless you don't do it well or enough, you, you miss know, a feast. or you miss a feast, yeah. hopefully someday you can attain that. Yeah. Guys, that's, that's bad news. Yep. There's nothing good about that. Yeah. There's nothing hopeful about that. That's yep. like, man, if that's what you're, if, if yeah, there's that's nothing, the message, there's nothing easy about it. There's My nothing yoke easy. Is easy. Like that's, that's, that's not, not easy. easy. Yeah. That's like, man, that's. If you want to sign up for that, I just feel like you're signing up for a life of walking in fear yes. and condemnation before God. Yes. Of like, am yeah. I doing enough? Uh, it's that's not rest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I would just say to those watching, do what this is telling us to do. Flip that back around. Yeah. It, it's hard to do because it doesn't. It does not jive yeah. with human wisdom. Yeah. It makes no sense that God would count me righteous yeah. without me doing anything. Yeah. God loves me. Yeah. Before I figured out how to love him good enough yeah. and prove it by the things I'm doing, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's the gospel. Yeah, that's why it's called good yeah. news. And our cha- and a challenge also would be, and I know this is hard, but uh, yeah, to be able to um, set these people who are lo- and they are loving, like they're friendly, but to be able to set their opinions aside. And just read this, like just trust, like man is flawed. We know that me and Jordan are flawed. And, but, but this isn't, if you believe this is divine and from God, then just spend an evening, set this aside and just read Colossians, just read it with no, no presupposition. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm just going to read this and kind of come out and see what I feel what, like. What does it say about yeah, what Jesus it, and the gospel? Exactly. What is this? What does Romans have to do with with Jesus? What does Galatians have to do with Jesus? Just read it. I just challenge you. Like this is this is a big deal. Like mm-hmm. this is you're 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 placing your eternal salvation off of what this guy who who knows even how long he's been a part of the church. Maybe it's the guy who's coming up or loving you and evangelizing you has only been a part of this church for two years. Mm-hmm. You're placing your eternal salvation off this guy. On what he says off and what, what he, he says about this book. Yeah. When we're all flawed. So test him. Mm-hmm. Test him. Set him to the side and just read the word of God and see yep. what it speaks to you. God will speak to you. God's giving dreams to Muslims yes, of exactly. Jesus. Who, yes, who, exactly. who, who, again, Islam is like, there's so many similarities. Yeah. I mean, every other group, yeah. there's so many similarities of it's it's a workspace thing. Yeah, I, That's great. Go to the Bible and just ask yes. in humility, God, what, what do you actually, you know, the yeah. words that the people asking in John 6, Jesus, what must we be doing yes. to be doing the works of God? Yeah. And and I'm going to go to Colossians. I'm going to go to Romans and just take it for what it says. Yeah. What does it tell me I need to do? And and do that honestly. So, yeah. so a few things we plan to, for those um, who stuck around to listen to all this, um, we do plan to interview uh, some members, hopefully in the next uh, coming weeks. Um, we're going to do... Uh, at least one, we, we hope to do a couple more. We'll probably do live interviews and talk about their experiences and how they came out of the church, why they got in the church, et cetera. So um, we do ask that you would, it does help us out to know that these videos are helpful if, if you're subscribing, if you're commenting and let us yeah. letting us know. So we do appreciate that. You can contact us um, if you have questions or, or, or if you wanna um, say something that you think refutes what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can find our email and, and all that information is in the description of the video. Um, another thing, this is for some of you are listening to this on a, um, a podcast form. 
just so you know, you can go to our YouTube channel, Great Light Studios, the YouTube channel. You can find video versions of all of these podcasts. And if you're watching on YouTube, you're watching the video, you can actually go to uh, places like Spotify, um, uh, Apple Podcasts, a lot of podcast places. And you can actually just listen to the audio if you don't want to see our, our faces. <laughs> our, our red shirts. Our matching red shirts. If you'd rather just listen, you can find podcast versions. Um, and so all that information is in the description of the video. Um, thanks for listening. And Jesse, thanks for doing this. Thanks for bringing yeah, your, definitely. your red shirt. Yes, of course. My pleasure.